Welcome back to Self-Made Marketer, the podcast for marketers and aspiring marketers who are bootstrapping their way to success. I'm your host, Janessa Stark, and I was just looking at the calendar today and realizing that there's just over two weeks to the new year. Holy smokes. Um, I'm not super sentimental about the new year and really much at all, but uh, to me, things like the new year, birthdays, holidays, anniversaries, these things to me are like reminders to make sure I have my shit together, make sure I'm living life the way that I want to live it. It's just kind of like these like milestones that you hit and you remember, oh, time is passing. Let's make sure we're on the right track. Um, And it's funny because I was listening to a podcast I've been listening to for a long time and they were talking about how they are changing their format a little bit so that their intros and outros aren't so long. Now, I made the conscious decision when I launched this podcast slash YouTube channel that at least in the beginning, I'm not going to have any intros or outros. Um, I'll be honest, I usually just skip through those when I consume content. Um, Sometimes like a very short intro, I think can be great, but it has to be done really well. Um, To me, audio like when, when you're thinking about like building a personal brand, which is essentially what you do when you start a podcast or YouTube, even if you aren't like developing a bunch of branding, what you do reflects the brand and what you do should be really like honed in. And because I realize like I'm just starting this podcast, I honestly don't know exactly what it's going to become. I didn't want to try to make it fit into some box just because I like invested this money in this intro or something. So if you're ever wondering, hey, she just gets right to it. Uh, That's why. But I was listening to this podcast and they were talking about that. And to me, it like was a reminder like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't waste time on, you know, trying to worry about that stuff because they kind of were having this realization like, I don't need to do that. It's pointless. It's kind of a waste of resources. Whether you're doing it yourself or paying someone to do it, it's either time or it's money, right? Um, and then if people aren't even enjoying it, enjoying it and it's kind of taking away from the experience, like what's the point? So I actually had another topic I was going to talk about today, but like the new year and that and just kind of having these realizations this morning I'm I'm like recording this the day before this episode airs. I was like, you know what? I'm going to switch up today's topic a little bit because I realized, especially if you are wanting to start a business or make your business profitable or more profitable in the new year, there are things that you need to avoid and you should know them ahead of time because these are things I have started to get pulled into a little bit. I've seen people definitely get pulled into them really hardcore and it stops them from making money. It sometimes even stops them from launching their business altogether. So we're going to go through three pitfalls that you should absolutely avoid if your goal is to make money freelancing fast. And who doesn't want to do that, right? (laughs) So I'll just jump right in here. Um, But before I do, since the clock is ticking down to the new year, just a reminder that the five days to freelance blueprint I have an exclusive offer for you on that. That is my course that teaches you how to build and launch a profitable freelance business in less than a week. And you can get $20 off of that through December 31st. So you can grab that and be ready to go in the new year. 
And you can find the link for that down in the description or the show notes, depending on where you're watching or listening to this. You can also use code SELFMADE20 at checkout. If you click the link down below, that automatically applies, I believe, so you won't need to worry about it. But if you do need the code, the code is SELFMADE20, and that will save you $20 off of the course. Okay, so let's get into these three pitfalls. Number one is creating custom proposals for every client. And this is such a time suck, you guys. I did do this a little bit in the beginning. Um, and I remember sometimes spending like two, three, maybe even four hours on a proposal. So you, if you're not like familiar with this kind of process of working with clients, you usually have like a discovery call and then you create a proposal for them. That's kind of the, I guess I would say, traditional way to do it. And what I found is like I would have this discovery call and it seemed like they knew what they wanted and then I would create a proposal and I would send it over and then they'd want all these changes. So then I'm like spending as much time getting the proposal right as I would be spending doing the work. And then sometimes my intuition would be telling me like, hmm, they said they wanted this, but I have a feeling or I know just strategically from my experience that this is actually what they need because this is their goal. And so I found that that whole process of discovery call, create a proposal, number one, it was the time suck. Number two, it made me second guess myself, which then just made me not give the client a good experience. And then it makes me not look like an expert. So then I didn't even get some of these clients anyway when I knew that I could help them. If I was creating them a custom proposal, it just turned into this like black hole that wasn't helpful for me. It wasn't helpful for them. It was mutually unbeneficial. So what I started doing instead is I pre-created some services. I basically created a menu and then I would present that on my discovery calls. And then after the call, I could use that as like my one proposal. It's like, I don't have to create a new proposal for every client. I have this one like pre-created menu which makes so much more sense when you think about it. If someone gets on a discovery call with you, they don't want to have to do the work for you of being like, this is what I need and putting together this service. You are the expert. You should be the one putting that together. Um, and I know that that's kind of maybe intimidating when you're first starting out, but if you do the right research, you can really figure out exactly what your ideal client needs and you're going to be doing that kind of research anyway if you are creating custom proposals. So it's kind of like get it out of the way now, right? Get it out of the way. Build the initial iteration. Yes, you're also probably going to tweak this along the way as you work with clients, learn what works the best. Times evolve. Here's a really good example. As a social media manager, um, you know, Reels in like 2020, 2021 became the dominant format. And I had to tweak my packages and my offerings to accommodate those. And I had to do it in a way where when I'm pitching to clients, it's like clear to them exactly the offer that I'm going to provide. And if I was creating custom proposals for every client, and, and this, this is fairly standardized, I should add, like what every client needs, there is like a formula to it. Um, so if I were going in and doing a discovery call, which basically is going to turn into a job interview if you're if you're not doing a presentation, then creating a custom proposal, it's like there's like two hours of my life that I'm never going to get back 
And I may not even end up working with this client. So I really stress the importance of pre-creating your services, not creating the custom proposals, doing that work up front, and then tweaking as you go. Because let me tell you, it's so much easier to tweak as you go. You just need to do the research and get that starting point. This is something that I guide you through in the five days to freelance blueprint. I walk you through that kind of research and development phase of creating your freelance package menu, your services menu, and putting that into your pitch deck. I even give you my pitch deck template. Okay, pitfall number two is worrying about a logo and branding. And before a bunch of designers come after me, I'll say you are the exception. Yes, every rule, every pitfall has an exception. So obviously, if you are a designer, if you are working with or if you are uh, creating, designing brands, designing logos, doing branding, obviously you should do that for yourself. But don't let it trip you up. Like do it as efficiently as possible. For everyone else, I'll just say it's a waste of time. Um, unless that, like I said, like your logo, your branding directly speaks to the services that you will be providing for your clients, there's absolutely no reason to invest in this. In fact, I would argue that it's going to be detrimental because if you kind of like how I was talking about, like if I created this intro or something for my podcast and I was like really trying to fit into a box, you know, I kept things broad in the beginning for a reason then if you decide to pivot your business or something, it's just going to be very cumbersome. Um, and if you're just if you're going in to your business and you're kind of green, like you don't have a lot of experience, you're going to learn things along the way that will inform your brand. They'll inform your mission. They'll affect your strategies, how you serve your clients. All of that experience is going to directly affect your brand that you are building through action, through doing. So you really need to take action to get some clarity and if you are going in and you are like trying to do your logo, your branding, any branding expert will tell you they're going to ask you a lot of questions about your ideal client, about your mission, your values, all these things that you don't know yet. You simply cannot know yet without experience. So if you are working with someone and they are promising you the star in the moons, the, the moon and the stars before <laughs> When they design your brand, like, oh my gosh, this is just going to transform your business. They're lying to you because you don't have the information to give them that's going to allow them to do their job properly. So don't worry about it. Now, with that said, there is a value in consistency, right? Consistency and like colors and fonts and just the feel of whatever you produce. So if you're creating content, if you're on LinkedIn, um, you know, if you are like writing a blog or something to attract clients, what you produce should certainly have a certain consistent feel to it. That feel might evolve over time and that's OK. But for the most part, you should have consistency in what you do. So things like colors and fonts, like I said, but you can do that yourself. That's something else I teach you how to do in the blueprint. Um, and like I said, there are exceptions to this. Obviously, if you know my logo, my clients need to see it and say they know what they're doing, then of course spend the time to make that, you know, pull its weight for your business. This last one kind of ties into that like branding part of things, but it's um, it's definitely its own thing, which is investing in a 
complicated website. And when I say investing, I mean either paying someone to do it or doing it yourself, you know, pulling your hair out, trying to get this really fancy website up. And again, unless you're a web designer, in which case you shouldn't be pulling your hair out over getting a website up. But unless you're a web designer, like if you are a web designer, you should obviously have a nice looking website. But if you're not, it's not worth it. Again, there's a lot that you need to know to write pages and pages of web copy to have the the aesthetic, the, you know, the on-brand aesthetic throughout the website. You shouldn't even be building a website that's that complicated until you are able to have branding. It's just an unnecessary expense. It's going to slow you down, but you do need to have an online presence. You do actually need to have a website, I believe, but it doesn't have to be complicated. It can be one page. That is what I recommend. That is what I did to scale to $8,000 a month. I had a one-page website that had five sections, and this was so effective that on my January to-do list is reverting my current website back to this format because it was so effective at generating leads. I would very consistently get emails from my contact form, from my website, or I would get discovery calls, rather, of people wanting to book a call. So that's all that you need. I'm telling you, take it from someone with experience. You just need the one page. However, what is on that page matters, right? It's kind of like when you're making, you're making a dish, you're cooking, and it only has a few ingredients. Well, those ingredients better be really good, right? So there is a format to the copy. There is a specific order that you want to put things in to guide the viewer through this process of decision-making of, yes, I do want to book a discovery call. And that is really the goal of your website is to get them to book the discovery call. I actually created a formula for this. I call it the one-page website formula that breaks down each of these sections. And I also, surprise, included that in the five days to freelance blueprint. I just give you that along with my copy template, the exact template that I used for my website copy back when my website was that effective. So my website now is like five pages and I don't think I've gotten a single lead from it. And a lot of the keywords are the same. So there's something about this one-page flow that when people go through it, I mean, I know as a copywriter, kind of the psychology behind it, but the beautiful thing about it is that because it's so simple, I can just give it to you and you can take it and replicate it. Now, I have been thinking about making the one-page website formula available as a separate offer. I don't know. I feel like some freelancers might take that and think it's going to fix all their problems. Um, but I also think some people might be in a position where really all they need is their website. So if you could do me a favor, shoot me a DM on Instagram at it's Janessa Stark and let me know what you think about that. Would you be interested in just having the one page website formula? Or are you more interested in having the entire blueprint for launching your freelance business? No matter what level of experience or non-experience you're coming from, I truly believe that when you launch your freelance business, it should not be complicated. It should not take a long time. You just need to focus on the things that are going to move the needle, right? So don't waste your time with proposals. Have your service menu instead. Don't waste your time with a logo and branding. Just make sure that you just do your best to be consistent wherever you show up and don't invest in a complicated website. Just have a simple one-page website 
that expresses your value and what you offer really clearly. As a reminder, you can save $20 on the blueprint with code SELFMADE20, or you can grab that link down in the description or show notes. Thank you so much for listening, guys. If you're enjoying this, please rate and review the show. If you're listening to the podcast or hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and hit the bell if you are watching this on YouTube so you get notified for future episodes. All right, you guys, I will see you next week.